and that's recording. All right, three, two. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present this podcast to you in all its glory. They are the bearded wonders, the twin sons from different mothers. He is Blake. He is Sal. And together they are the Blake and Sal Show. And if you're not okay with that, I have two words for you. Stay tuned. Show with Mark, episode number 434. I'm your host, Blake. Let me bring on my co-host. First of all, the biggest deal in podcasting cell is off again. I'm currently recovering from a, a steel bite. Or maybe it was Larry. We're not sure yet. Thank you, Mandy, for that one. But I do have the man, the myth, the legend, Mark. Dad, how you doing? Doing well. I, 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 yeah, I, I'm really pumped up right now. <laughs> really pumped up right now. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> thank you, all listeners from the tri-state area. Yeah, I um was trying to figure out an intro for this. I had a different song, but this song just felt right for the week for the day it's been. And this is Disturbed, the original landed confusion. It just felt perfect. <laughs> well, uh, maybe we should open it with Kung Fu Fighting. Oh man, this just felt good, and now I'm all pumped up. I'm all pumped up to our show. Um, okay, right. so, okay, so what we're gonna do? Okay, I'm gonna just cut this because we have to get through our intro because we have a lot going on today and a short period of time to do it all in. Because at the end of the day, it is a school day, and I gotta pick up the kids today. So. Um, no spiel, which is ready to help support the show. That's another podcast where you can find the show and other podcasts we work on at theblakeshousehow.com. Dad. Hey, and you can buy our shirts, stickers, hoodies, and more from our T Public store. Just click on T Public link and our website, or go to T Public and search the Blake and Sal show. And uh, our uh, band aids are not in yet, so we're waiting for that. There's a back order in that. I don't like I'm actually the devil. I'll be right back after the break. <laughs> I'm doing my impersonation to CM Punk and his drinking as we talk. All right, we're back. Okay. Quick plugs. First of all, of course, go pick up I Know I Am, available on Amazon, Barnes Noble, and Orange Tap Publishing, now available in English and Spanish. There is going to be upcoming stuff coming from Andy coming up soon, so you'll see more videos and more pictures from that soon. Two quick plugs. 
two quick podcast plugs. Last Thursday, uh-huh. I was um, guest hosting on the All About Times DC podcast. Um, uh-huh. Getting with my coverage from the um, Fan Expo Chicago, and all my coverage over there. So that's on last week's All About Times DC podcast. Also, today's Friday. This morning, over on the Morning Show podcast, Mandy uh-huh. and CJ are playing two second tunes for uh, Back to School Week. So go listen to that. I know how it ends. I'm not telling anybody. Go listen. It's a lot of fun. My money's on the kid. Yeah, but it is wrestling themed. So go over there and check that out. Oh, well, my money's still on the kid. So, speaking of wrestling themed, let's hit this. We have a lot to get to. Go ahead. It's the way call for the nature boy, Rick Flair, to come on here and say a thing or two. You all deserve Under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> oh, what a rush. Oh, get a light shot. Don't worry, you could have seen the commando. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. Akuna Matata. What are all your full frames? Stop. Listen. Because. 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 I am Lance Catamaran. Motherfucker, I love professional wrestling. All right. Um, so I guess we should start with the lead story. Next week is the one-year anniversary of NXT 2.0. No, not really. That's not really the lead story. I just wanted to say that. Uh-huh. So, well, it really is, actually. Next week is really the one-year anniversary of NXT 2.0. But, okay. um, before, we get, before we get into it, let me see this. No rabbit punches, no kidney punches, no punches below the belt, no eye gouging, no butt ear biting. Keep it clean and break it all times. One would, one would think he had that written down, and he did not, people. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> he did not have that written down. So, all right. Um, normal circumstances. The way last week went. <laughs> we, uh, Trust me, I had this run sheet, like, kind of set up in, or in advance. I'm like, we have all these wrestling shows. We'll talk about the shows. We'll talk about everything else. And then Sunday night happened, and everything blew up. <laughs> everything dun, blew up. Dun, dun. So we were, we're going to get to everything else. Later in the show, because I do want to get to things. We'll get to that later in the show. But we have a special guest coming on in about 20 minutes. It's going to be Zach Haydorn from PW Torch, assistant editor of PW Torch, to talk about this big news that broke this morning on Wednesday. Before we get to that, let's go to Sunday night. So right after All Out, uh, me and Mandy went to bed. Show's over. It's late. It's after it's after, it's after, it's after 11. Uh, yeah, it was kind of like well, 11, 15. And, and like, I had just watched three shows. I'm exhausted. And we're ready to go to bed, and we're laying in bed on our phones. We took a melatonin, and we're ready to go to bed. And all of a sudden, Mandy's on Twitter. And she's like, what the hell's going on with CM Punk? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what's going on with CM Punk. You're the one on the phone, not me. <laughs> and she's showing me something. I'm like, uh-oh. So. There were. Well, I'll set it up. I'm going to set it up. I'm going to set it up what? for everybody. I'm going to set it up for Because I watched the whole video. I watched the entire thing. I watched the entire okay. thing yesterday. Um. So what happened was, though for those who don't know, AEW did the post show scrums. They're usually fluff, but the media, the regular media, is there. But it's usually fluff and setting up stuff, and nothing major really happens at these things. Once in a while, you're going to do a quote here and there, but nothing major really happens because usually they're at midnight and no one's usually paying attention. But because we're in Chicago, CM Punk was the first guest on it because they always open it up with the AEW champion. Always do. It's tradition. Punk Mox has done it. Hangman's done it. Punk did it. The, everyone's done it. So Punk comes out. And I'm going to give you the picture. If you've not seen it, I'll give you the picture. 
Punk sits down in front of the media. He's not wearing a shirt. He's wearing his pants. He's still bleeding from the head from the match. He's wearing a towel <laughs> around his neck. He looks exhausted. And he comes in with a bag of, um, of flavored water, canned flavored water, puts it on the table, and a box of pastry that puts it on the table. <laughs> Before anyone can ask any questions, we go on the air. This is how we go on the air. This is the first visual you see when the YouTube... By the way, you have to know, this is still on AEW's YouTube page. This is where I got the clips. This is still on their YouTube page. Okay. So... I can't believe this is on YouTube page. <laughs> I still can't believe it. But anyway, so that's how we come on the air and he's sitting down and he's talking to somebody, right? No questions been asked yet. Nothing has happened yet. Well, he sees friend of the show, Nick Hoffman from Wrestling Inc. <laughs> that's how this starts. This is how this starts. We haven't asked a question yet. We don't know anything yet. Nick Hoffman was on, um, on Wade Keller's show today. And I listened to this entire conversation, how this happened. Okay. He stored Nick Hoffman. Recognized Nick Hoffman, knew that Nick Hoffman and him were friends with Cole Cabana at one time. Ah. Uh-huh. So, this first clip is pretty long, about four minutes, but it's worth listening to, because this is how it started. Here we go. When you did improv, who'd you do improv with? Think crime is bad now? Mandela. Hang on, hang on. I like to cut that out. Yeah. You say you're friends with Scott Colton? So you're not friends with them? Oh, well. Well, that makes two of us. My point is, if you fancy yourself a journalist, even if it's for the silly world of professional wrestling, and you have journalistic integrity, people who report things mostly that are bullshit and slanderous lies against myself, if you are friends with somebody, you blew my spot. If you're not friends with them, I apologize. But you should probably disclose who you're friends with. Um, I haven't had anything to do with Scott Colton in almost a decade, probably wanted nothing to do with him even longer than that. It's fucking unfortunate that I have to come up here and speak on this when I'm on my time and this is a fucking business. Uh, Why I'm a grown-ass adult man and I decide not to be friends with somebody is nobody else's fucking business, but my friends, if I fall backwards, will catch me. Scott Colton, I felt, never would have. My problem was I wanted to bring a guy with me to the top that did not want to see me at the top, okay? You call it jealousy, you call it envy, whatever the fuck it is. My relationship with Scott Colton ended long before I paid all of his bills. I have every receipt. I have every invoice. I have every email. I have the email where he says, and I quote, I agree to go our separate ways. I will get my own lawyer and you do not have to pay anymore. That's an email that I have. The only reason the public did not see is because when I finally had to counter sue him through discovery, we discovered he shared a bank account with his mother. That's a fact. And as soon as we discovered that fact and we subpoenaed old Marsha, he sent the email, oh, can we please drop all this? Now, it's 2022. I haven't been friends with this guy since at least 2014, late 2013. And the fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't fucking manage a target and they spread lies and bullshit and and put into a media that I got somebody fired when I have fuck all to do with him, want nothing to do with him, do not care where he works, where he doesn't work, where he eats, where he sleeps. 
and the fact that I have to get up here and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing. And if y'all are at fault, fuck you. If you're not, I apologize. But what did I ever do in this world to go to deserve an empty-headed fucking dumb fuck like hangman adam page to go out on national television and fucking go into business for himself for what what did i do dave what did i ever do didn't do a goddamn thing what's your name sir fuck the pittsburgh penguins what are you doing man what are you doing I made it really clear in Forbes, and I just want to make it clear again. Nick, it's when- not his position to make it very fucking clear. There's people who call themselves EVPs that should have fucking known better. This shit was none of their business. I understand sticking up for your fucking friends. I fucking get it. I stuck up for that guy more than anybody, okay? I paid his bills until I didn't, and it was my decision not to. Yeah, but I shouldn't have no commented when Nick first said it. It's my I, fault, and if I, I hadn't, it's my that. fault. It's my I appreciate fault. that. I should have but just I'm, taken a head on because you never said But I'm said trying anything. to run a fucking business, and when somebody who hasn't done a damn thing in this business jeopardizes the first million-dollar house that this company has ever drawn off of my back and goes on national television and does that, it's a disgrace to this industry. It's a disgrace to this company. Now, we're far beyond apologies, Right. I gave him a fucking chance. It did not get handled. And you saw what I had to do, which is very regrettable, lowering myself to his fucking level. But that's where we're at right now. And I will still walk up and down this hallway and say, if you have a fucking problem with me, take it up with me. Let's fucking go. What's your question, Nick? (laughs) Okay. That's the opening salvo. Comments? Okay. So (laughs) this is the. How can I say response from CM Punk regarding Scott, aka Colt Cabana? Funny part is he had nothing to do with any of this. What happened was there was a news story that went out that accused CM Punk from the from somebody, and the somebody uh-huh. sounds like it's the EVPs saying that CM Punk is the reason Colt Cabana is regulated to ROH. No, the that's, reason... I'm just telling you what the story was. I mean, that, that's what right. Punk said. Punk said that later Correct. on. That's where it came from. Right. My understanding uh, with Tony is that the reason why Colt wasn't in Dark Order, that he was going to be a regular on ROA. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I understand that. That's not the point. Right. That isn't the point at all for what I'm saying. Right. I understand the reason. You understand right. the reason. What the rumor was that Punk mm-hmm. did not like, but people are blaming him. That's the point. That's Correct. the whole point of this. Correct. That was that was the how can I say? Uh I guess you can say the first shot that was fired yeah. in this whole thing. And this and, and this could be going on for months. So that was the first salvo. I got two more clips. <laughs> two more clips. They're not okay, nearly as long. Before you play the clips, uh how about you say does punk get more animated? Okay, okay, I'm gonna set something up. You're, it's gonna say, he's gonna sound like he's eating when I play this next clip. He's eating okay. cupcakes while this rant is going on. Legitimately eating well, a box of cupcakes. Well, you get you gotta <clears> bring back your sugar. I'm just saying though. That's just yeah. just so you know what's going on. He's okay, sitting there ahead. eating a box of cupcakes while this what? is going on. Sorry to keep bringing this fucking up, but I've never spoken his word, and I don't know how long. So I'm a little fucking pissed off about it. When it came down that he was going to sue me, I asked to talk to him. He refused. I asked for mediation. It was denied. I offered him money. 
He said it was not enough. He went ahead with the lawsuit and sued. It's his fucking funeral. I don't care. He shares a bank account with his mother. It tells you all you need to know about what kind of character that is. I appreciate it, Nick. I'm sorry if I'm a little fucking snippy. I'm hurt and I'm old and I'm fucking tired. And I work with fucking children. I regret not answering your question the first time you asked it. This is from Mindy's Bakery, by the way. It's a great place in Chicago. If you like pastries and baked goods, I suggest you go there. They're closed on Mondays and Tuesdays, though. <laughs> I had a clue that made me laugh. Shameless <laughs> plug insert here. That made me laugh. I had to put that in there. <laughs> okay, so the groundwork is laid. Uh-huh. Punk is, is upset, generally uh-huh. so. And he's basically making it very clear by stating the fact how things are. Right, right, right. Now, keep in mind, we were at one of BCW shows, mm-hmm, and Cole mm-hmm. Cabana was there for an appearance. And he was nice to us. Nice guy. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I got uh, his picture, and it seemed like he was very pleasant. I think he autographed the children's book for me. Right. So me. now... Again, this has nothing to do with Cole. This has nothing to do with Cole at this point. This has right. to do with so, the Bucks so now, and Omega. Right. I think this has to do with it at this point. So so now after this whole thing, and, and meeting Cole Cabana, I have, I have not formulated any type of your animosity towards the gentleman. Nor should we. But we obviously, there's it, an yeah. underlining, underlining, I, I guess, disconnect between him and Punk. Let's leave it at this. If my former best friend sued me, I understand why he's pissed off. Oh, Let's be honest no, here. No, if I, my former I, best friend sues me. Right. I mean. I get it. I completely really get it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and, and That'll end a friendship. That will end a friendship. You know what I mean? I right. get it. And then. The media vultures, and I'm not going to say what particular media. Well, they did. They, he calls people in the first clip. He calls out Nick Hoffman. He calls out Brian Alvarez, and he calls out Dave Meltzer in the first right. clip I played. So, right. like, <laughs> but you know, if, if there are media vultures that are going to basically put misinformation up without confirming a source, no, no, no. Here's the problem, and this is okay. actually was explained on the Made Color podcast today. Okay. It, 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 okay. For those who want to listen. Nick Hosman was on Wade Keller's show for the first time ever for the first hour of a four-hour show that went up today Wait, talking about this. Show? Talking about this. Because um, Nick Hosman was there. The first hour was him. The second half of the show was with Eric 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 Kroll, who was from BW Torch, who was also in the room right next to Nick okay. during all this. So, like, we have two perspectives. So, and, and people were calling in. It turned into a four-hour call-in show. About this subject matter. Okay. So I listened my, to that today at work. So okay. My my next question is, was Tony kind of present through all? He was sitting next to Punk. He so, was sitting right there. Okay. So now, if I am in charge of a company and my talent is spouting off, and it gets to a point where you think it's going to cause more disharmony in a locker room, don't you think you should kind of go over to Punk and say? You know, another place, another time. Let's oh, move on. How about this? We have a uh, a locker room full of pretty brilliant minds. You know, Jerry Lynn, Dean Malenko, Mark Henry. You know, I, when I came back and I cut my promo my second week here, I thought it was I thought it was pretty decent. You know what I mean? Kind of blur the lines a little bit. What's he doing? How crazy Phil? He's going into business for himself, and really, I was just defending myself. But you know, you you, you mix that in with attacking Moxley and mention. Um, you know, Kingston being the second best Kingston, which is a pretty great line. Um, you know, uh, but our locker room, for all the wisdom 
and brilliance it has isn't worth shit when you have an empty headed idiot who's never done anything in the business do public interviews and say, no, I don't really take advice. Who the fuck do you think you are? You know, that's stupid. I'm on a team with Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and I, I don't need I don't need to work on my swing. You don't yeah, I'm not gonna listen to these guys. They're gonna tell me how to swing a baseball. Fucking go fuck yourself. That's how I feel about it. I, I, I dare you to fucking say that this Terry Funk's face. I don't need to listen to you, Mr. Funk. I know what I'm doing. Fucking grow up. By the way, he's talking about okay. Kenny Omega. Talking about Kenny Omega right there. <laughs> oh, that's the person that. Yeah. He, okay. He's talking about Kenny Omega. That's that's the person that he's talking about that he doesn't name. Yeah. And then he it, adds in. I've, Terry, I've heard that interview. It's Kenny Omega. Okay, so, <laughs> and then he adds in Terry Funk. No, no. He's saying that he's saying that someone like Kenny Omega says uh-huh. he doesn't need help when he's being offered help by legends. That's what he's saying. So, like someone oh, like a Terry Funk right, offers right. Punk offers Kenny Omega okay. help, and he says, "I don't need your help. So I don't need you." Is it? Is not that because? Saying. And I'm I'm just gonna uh, no other way. To, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, so I'll just say it. Not, not, it, it matters is, now. Is is Kenny Omega full of himself? I think he is personally. Okay, personally, I mean, he believes his own hype. And, and you know what? I, I I've never been fully on the Kenny Omega bandwagon. I never have been, but. I respect him for what he did. I respect him for who he is. I respect right. him for probably one of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen in my life, which is him and, and him and Okada. Probably one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life. I respect right. him for it. He's not the greatest wrestler of all time. He's not. I know people are shocked. We're wrestling podcasts and we're talking about it. He closes our fucking show every week. I'm not saying I don't like Kenny Omega. Right. I just don't think he's the greatest wrestler of all time. I don't. I never have. <laughs> Let's... Go back to the way back machine when Omega was an ROH, way back when. Well, yeah, well, he was more in Japan than ROH. But I see your point. Continue. Right, <laughs> and then he goes to New Japan. Oh, no, he was in New Japan, Japan first. You know, he was in New Japan first, and then okay. Ring of Honor did crossover. You're you're mixing it up. You got it backwards. Okay, you right. backwards. So being in New Japan and and you know, and he, he went up the old fashioned way. He's doing it up old fashioned way, but he went up the okay. old fashioned way too. So now, right. yeah. So basically, you know, knowing how. Wrestlers are treated in New Japan, and basically, you know, hearing this stuff is that Kenny Omega in New Japan was treated like a god. Yes, and like, where like he Okada got everything, is now. Like Okada and, is and now. I'll, 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 and I'm going to say it like it is: where he got everything shoved up his ass. But you know what? New Japan is like that, and you can blame Dave Meltzer really for that, because Dave mm-hmm. Meltzer is the one that does the. 27 star ratings and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And again, I'm not saying he's not a good wrestler. He is a great wrestler. <laughs> Well, I mean, but I have issues with him and, as a person. And, and, here's like, a, and here's the thing: I'm going to put another wrestler, AJ Styles. Amazing, one of my favorite of all time. One of all time. Right, New Japan, right? New Japan, and, treated, and, and, and TNA, and TNA, he right. was amazing. And 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 he's treated like like royalty, and he but, is royalty because he is royalty. But he <laughs> doesn't let it go to his head that we know of. That we know he of. Go, yeah, <laughs> because he knows that if he wants to work in other organizations. He's got to basically have some sort of good work ethic and balance. Otherwise, no one's going to touch him. He is. AJ Styles might be one of the best wrestlers ever, and I love him to death. So, He's one of my favorites so all time. So this leads me to my question is Go this. Go for it. And we'll get to the second half of this is, with Zach is, here in a minute. Is <laughs> Kenny Omega looking to basically use AEW as a stepping stone to get to another organization? I think this is his end game. 
the AEW was his end game at the end of the day. I don't know what it is now. That's what we'll get to in a few minutes. But I don't know what it is anymore. There's always been rumbling that Kenny Omega is using AEW as a stepping stone to I've get I've never to heard WWE. that. I've never heard that because AEW, because WWE reached out to the Bucks. They reached out to them. It's in, it's in, this is straight from their book. I'm not like right. making this up. This is straight from the book. Right. That they did reach out to them. And this is right. when Tony Khan was putting together AEW. Right. And Triple H offered them a shit ton of money uh-huh. and they turned it down because they were working with Tony Khan. Right. So that. that's right. that's coming straight from the Bucks directly. So I'm not like making that up. You but, know, I mean, uh, and, I don't know. And I get it with all the injuries that Omega's had. Oh, Jesus. That he got at the time off. And when he comes back, he's his entrance and everything was just. Oh, no, I get it. And I respect you know, it. And I think he's over the top, but it's good. It's not a bad over right. the top. You know what I mean? I get you know, it. And here's the thing to me, when I hear his entrance and you've got Justin Roberts saying it, it's more comical. It's than great. Serious. I enjoy his entrances. I really do. I think they're fun. But like, well, my whole point is right. back so, to where we were because we're gonna have so, Zach here. And I think it's done that way purposely. It actually to break up the, the monotony and the mood to say, hey, you know, we don't take ourselves too seriously. So this is why we do this type of entrances. Yeah, but let's just say back to my point though. So, okay. so what happened here now? Punk says all this. He talks shit about the puck, the, the bucks. Talks shit about Hangman. He talks shit about Omega. Uh-huh. Tony Khan is sitting there. Just kind of like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I'm not sure how to react. Um, I, lost well, a little, I kind of lost a little respect for Tony Khan during all this. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I lost a little respect for the man so, because he didn't know what to do. Okay, so all this is happening and he does nothing. So my thing to me as a wrestling fan and you're letting your talent spout off about other wrestlers in your organization uh and you're not sure how, what to do, how about this? Why don't you get the balls out of your sack and basically have some cojones and step in and say, enough's enough, interview's over, we're going to go in the back and we're going to talk this out. Well, unfortunately, he did not do that. <laughs> as, and a matter that fact, as a matter of fact, that he sat there, there for another hour. So like... that, And that is why there was the problem that blew up the way it did. And we'll get into all that in one second. My whole thing is, though, so he sat there, and I only got three clips. There is more. This was a 26-minute presser. 26 minutes he sat down and talked to the media. And to the point where he had to apologize because there's a couple of kids in there that do media Mm -hmm. for AEW. And he had to apologize to the kids because he forgot they were there. And he forgot they were there. Um... And, like, it was bad. And it was getting us, and it came out comfortable. Um, so he left the area. And the next team came, the next group that came out was actually Swerving Their Glory. And um, while Swerving Their Glory was in there, he went to his locker room. And when he went in his locker room, the Bucks and Omega found him. And pounded on the door. Allegedly kicked the door down. <laughs> and? And they got into fisticuffs. Um... It, 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 or, or, or as Dusty was to say, a slabanaka. It, it got crazy. Um, it got a little nuts. There's a lot of stories back and forth. There's two different. Two, I feel like there's two different stories to this. There's a bunch okay. of stuff going on. But so what, what I'm finding out here, apparently the Bucks knocked down the door. Keep in mind, EVPs, EVPs, they knocked down the door. Um, Pugs with the first punch. Can't really blame the guy. Ace Steel is there with his wife and Larry the dog. They're all there. Yes. Um, and before I continue this, we do have a our, our guest coming in here. And I will hit his intro and bring him on to the show. Dang it. 
bring on from the PW Torch, this is Nader, Zach. Hey, darn Zach, welcome to the show. The one. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me. What a what a <laughs> what a wild week, huh? I know we yeah. were actually just in the middle of talking about the fight. We're just about talking about it right now. Uh, <laughs> Zach Hadorn. Holy the one cow. and only, yes. Hey, 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 Zach, you need to have a little color in your skin. You can need to tan, man. I know. It's almost like I'm talking to Rick <laughs> yeah. Man. I do, I do. I, I, you know, it's all, uh, it's all for show. You know what I mean? All for no, show. No, got it. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if everyone's watching on the video side, the black screen is Zach Hadorn from the PW Torch. Um, welcome. Welcome to the show. We were actually right in the middle of the um we're talking about the fight that broke out in the backstage area of AEW right after the presser during actually during the presser on Sunday night. Um we were actually talking about the details. <laughs> and um Zach, what do you know? What do you know as the assistant editor? Like you've been following the story since it happened. What do you know about yes. the fight itself? <clears throat> well, so I mean there's there's two kind of not not necessarily conflicting reports, but there's two main reports out there right now um what seems like one from each side of the fight if you will um there's there's one report out there that says that cm punk was the one to throw the first punch in the fight um and that a steel who is you know who we know now is a uh punk's former trainer and 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 friend um got into the fray as well and threw a chair and hit uh hit uh, Nick Jackson, Young Bucks, and then and then there's reports that he bit Kenny Omega as well as which uh, might be the funniest. I'm that. sorry, that's the funniest part of yeah. the whole story for me. I love that story. Well, that's funny. Yeah, right. I mean, is bit Kenny? That's one of my favorite parts of the whole story. I'm not gonna lie. I'm yes, surprised. That's... I'm surprised Larry didn't bite Kenny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, and uh, so so that's kind of one side, and then another side came out um, that. We reported at pwtorch.com in which um, it was the Young Bucks and Kenny who kind of came to Punk's uh, dressing room, locker room after the scrum and were aggressive in, uh, quote unquote, kicking down the door, uh, which is what started um, is what started the, the confrontation. So that's those are the reported details. Obviously, nothing official out of AEW or, you know, from from those individuals publicly um, but the reports do indicate that those two stories are happened and 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 i mean I, both of those things conceivably can be true at the at the same time given kind of the the timeline of events and then um and then this morning um, sports illustrated reported that um, everybody involved in the fray um has been suspended Indefinitely. Yeah, I'll read the name. Um, I'll read the list off real fast. It's um, steel, to my knowledge, as we. Go ahead. I'll, I'll read the list off real fast. Um, first person was with Kenny Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson, Pat Buck, Christopher Daniels, Michael Nakazawa, and Bradley Cutler, all suspended. And then we get to CM Punk yeah. and a steel. Go ahead, Zach. Yeah, and then uh, so and then reports are indicating that that uh, that there hasn't been a decision made publicly yet about CM Punk or or a steal, though I believe he's been taken off the road. Um, uh, the Sports Illustrated report, interestingly enough, reported that uh, that Punk and Tony Khan met um, in Chicago um, to about everything um, yesterday. Uh, so, you know, I, I, it remains to be seen what they're going to do there or how they're going to 
uh, you know, reprimand CM Punk for, for what he did, whether it's suspension or stripping of the title or just outright, hey, you know, it's time for you to leave the company. We don't know. We don't know that yet. So um, reporting still all coming together on this, but uh, a fascinating and unfortunate turn of events and, and, and story, you know, one that I think has clouded a lot of uh, goodwill that, uh, that AEW has had. So my question, and also, besides the suspension, were there monetary fines handed out? Not that it, not that anybody knows about it this at this time. No, okay. I was just thinking. I'm like, what do you do with the belts now? Because you just crowned the trip um, the trio titles, and now your trio champion is suspended. Um, <laughs> you have the world heavyweight champion, and this is just embarrassing for the company. At the end of the day, like, yeah. what do you what do you do if you're if you're if you're Tony? What do you do, Zach? Boy, so I mean, what what I do is, you know, I like and again. This this is this is me. So this isn't a a report of even what Tony Khan's thinking. But of course, I think, yeah. <laughs> I think in 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 this instance, you as Tony Khan have to get get that locker room back under your control. And so to me, that means to me that means emphasizing two things. The first being, a Every, you guys can't go out there and do whatever you want. Like I'm, I'm in charge and you know, you're, <laughs> and so you did, and now you're going to get punished for that. So I think the suspensions are a smart way to go. I think um, they're necessary to just make sure that Tony Khan has credibility and that, you know, the talent knows that, look, they're not, they're not, they're not running the ship. So coming down really, really hard. On all of those top stars, Omega, the Bucks, Punk, and whoever else. And then, man, you know, the other side of it is, and I think this is more of a, you know, this isn't like a, oh, I think Tony Khan should be just this money-hungry promoter. But I think orchestrating a way to go make money off of this after the suspensions are over, mm-hmm. not only does it put the business first, but it also, in a strange way, like, reflects the power that that Tony Khan has like you know hey you guys are going to go out there and you're going to do this and you're going to work together and you're going to make it work because it's good business and I think there's that's that's a power play in and of itself uh you know to put uh to put those guys in a ring together you know where they are going to have to 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 work together but there's so much business in that now that it's hard to, to pass that up you know it's a it's a fine line you know I think you really have to you know, manage personalities well in that instance. But I also think, like I said, it is a power play in an odd way to say, okay, great. You guys all serve the suspensions and now you're going to do exactly what I want you to do, which is X, Y, Z, draw money, draw pay-per-view buys, you know, and everybody's going to go on, on their merry way. So those would be the two points of emphasis that I would be making if I were, if I were Tony Khan, because look, <laughs> you're not talking about here, you know, your middle of the card guys or your AW dark guys. You're talking about like, four five if you include adam page mm-hmm. of like you know the upper upper tier of your roster you know cm punk adam page kenny omega the young bucks like that you know that is the core of the of the company right now and you know i just kind of outright just firing those guys or you know there there, there is a business to be run here too so i think you need to balance very carefully and very smartly 
and responsibly. Um, but that to me is the ultimate flex of the muscle by Tony Khan. And that's what I'd be doing if I was him. Okay. So now I have this question is Tony Khan and, and, and listening to his past press releases and, and things. I know he's, he's mostly upbeat and he's trying to sell his product. Do you think that Tony, the wrestling fan needs to stop and Tony, the business owner needs to come out and be more aggressive or even maybe even have someone next to his number two guy be the bad guy in situations like this thousand percent thousand percent i mean he either has to be that guy or find somebody who can because look um not i mean come on you know everybody has their places of work and even at those places whether it's a wrestling company or starbucks you know you're gonna there's going to be people there that you get along with and there's going to be people there that, that you don't and you know the hope is you've got leadership in place to make to make that all work um and it involves you know, you're not everybody's friend in, in that instance that doesn't mean you have to be be a bad person to your roster or you know not approachable or you know not you know somebody that can can get along with folks but ultimately you're you know your your priority is the company not you know the feelings of x talent and so you know yeah I don't know if Tony, if Tony kind of doesn't have that in him, then yes, he should, you know, he should delegate and, and find somebody who does. I think, you know, if he were sitting on this podcast right now, he would say, well, you know, we do, we've got QT Marshall and we've got Sanjay Dutt and we've got, you know, all these guys that are our backstage agents and Tony Schiavone. And it's like, okay, like that, that's good. But I don't, you know, I don't know that those voices come with any like significant authority. You know, um, like they're ba- maybe they're bad cops, but they're like they're bad cops that somebody like CM Punk is going to walk all over, you know. And th- so, I, yeah, I think he absolutely has to either become that person himself and just learn when to turn on the friend thing and when to turn it off. Or, yeah, hire somebody in there who can who can do that job. I mean, you know, to some of this, there I have some sympathy for Tony Gunn because it's like you <laughs> A.W., you know, started so fast and so mm-hmm. hot out of the out of the gate. You know, in right. three years they go from you know a weekly show with four pay per views, and now it's two weekly shows and four pay per views and Forbidden Door and Battle of the Belts and and all this extra talent and uh, you know, I mean, and so it grew really, really fast, and that's that's good, but you know, you got to catch up at some point. And I think like this situation is a, you know, a byproduct of not catching up and not, you know, kind of getting your house in order. Mm-hmm. And now his hand is forced. He's, he'll have to do it now. <laughs> to, and, and I'm throwing it out there from way the field because of, and I'll say the founding four, which was Cody, Young Bucks and Kenny for AW. Do, does Kenny and the Unbucks think they have some wiggle room because of this and that they are able to do things more freely without Tony coming down on him? Oh, I'm, I'm sure they do. I mean, I'm sure they do. I mean, they're EVPs of the company too. Um, but, but you know, in a way that kind of, to me, makes them more liable in this instance, you know, because you, you are company leadership and you're an executive vice president of the company and you can't be fighting other talent on the roster um, just because 
you know, you're, you're, you're angry about something. So I, you know, I think that, yes, they probably feel like they have, you know, a little bit of bandwidth. Um, and to an extent, I think they do because they are the top draws of the company because they are EVPs. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you know, CM Punk feels the exact same way. And that's, you know, I think if you're, if you're Kenny Omega and the young bucks and you're looking at the rest of the roster, yeah, you're going like, okay, you know, there's clearly like a hierarchy here and, and we're on the top of the pecking order. Well, mm-hmm. when CM Punk comes in the door, that's not necessarily the case anymore. And, uh, you know, maybe that's a bitter pill to swallow. I don't know, but you know, him, his presence certainly changes that dichotomy. And, you know, Tony Khan, like is, is, is going to attach himself to punk. Who's the, the top star because Tony Khan's worrying about ratings. He's worried about pay-per-view bias. He's worrying about um, the upcoming television deal for sure. Like, and, you know, punk is going to be the lever that he's going to pull to achieve success. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say the bucks and Kenny Omega aren't that, but mm-hmm. in my eyes, punk is, is, you know, is, is more important uh, to those endeavors for Tony Khan than, than those other three. Albeit, well, I know that when Punk came in to the company and did the program, Kenny was still off doing his injuries. And, and my understanding is from the releases that he never gave Tony, quote unquote, a, a firm date that he was coming back. But did he have one, though? Did he have one? Honestly, I don't I don't know. And, that, and that's the whole thing, because now <laughs> he had like 27 surgeries. Have... I don't think he knew when he was coming back. Because here's the thing, if you're going to have animosity of someone else that's doing the program and being very successful, then don't come in with a chip on your shoulder. Yeah, we were I just, mean, right before you came on, Zach, we actually played the audio from the presser. So we were talking about Kenny Omega and whether or not it's like, did he have a chip on his shoulder coming in? But I, I, I think it's more the Bucks even than the Omega, in my personal opinion at this point, you know? Well, it sounds like that. I mean, it sounds like, you know, when you look at what, punk was saying um it sounds like he was referencing the young bucks and then he referenced adam page by by name oh yeah um, oh yeah so <laughs> you know, omega might you know obviously he's a part of it on the periphery just because the young bucks are his guys and they're evps and so is he and so so like there's that but yeah i think you're right i mean i think it's more so the bucks uh and page at this point than it is omega but you know I mean, they coexisted for a little while, Omega and, and, and Punk. Because, I mean, Punk mm-hmm. showed up in August of 2021, and Omega left after dropping the world title to Adam Page in November of 2021. So yeah. they had, like, a bit of an overlap. But, you know, they didn't work together, obviously. I don't even think they crossed paths uh, at all. So, I'm thinking about it. No, know, they never know. even had a tag match. They didn't even have a tag match together. They never yeah. did anything. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, I... I I, I, I don't think there's I don't think this is rooted in any kind of CM Punk Kenny Omega jealousy. I think it's more so Bucks Adam Page related. <laughs> All right, you I do. Uh, I mean, oh, sorry, sorry, ahead. If and I'm looking at this as objectively as possible, but if I had a stake as far as monetary in this company. And I'm being quote unquote the company figurehead. I would think that as you're going into this on day one, you lay down the ground rules like if you have any problems with talent, you come to me. 
If there's something that's going on that looks like it's going to get out of control, come to me. You know, if there's any situation we have to coexist and it's not working, come to me. Don't do this on your own because it's going to be stupid. It's going to be asinine. It's going to blow up in your face and I'm going to look like an idiot. I mean, you would think that Tony would have that type of, you know, from day one, that type of ground rules. I also think in Punk's defense at the same time, uh, the Bucks do say, although we're shit on BTE, that they, they all the comments and he probably didn't know hears about it. They're like, you're talking weird shit about me on BTE. Like, I really have to say something. I'll do it in a public forum. I don't have a YouTube show like they do. Right. So this is my way of getting my my opinion out. Right. So. Yeah. And tell like he does podcasts. He doesn't do a podcast or anything. So like this is his way of doing it. Right. Yeah, and I think too, it's like I, I, you know, when it comes down to it, I mean, look, you can't, you just can't do what Punk did. Oh, I agree. Um, mm-hmm. And right. you can't do, but the thing is, you can't do with with the young bucks and and um, Adam Page are pulling either, and neither side can certainly you know fight one another like like that's not right. obviously oh, that's no, not absolutely not. So, the, so the thing of it is it's like i you know i think you're onto something when you say like this is um a like i said a byproduct of the environment that i think the backstage area of aw is right now where there's just a there's just a feeling of okay you know people can do whatever they want leak this leak that tell this story tell that story you know and i think you know, that's unprofessional, you know, in and of itself. And so, you know, it, it felt like Tony Khan was kind of just kicking the can down the road, kicking the can down the road. And now it, now it blew up. And now, you know, you gotta like the chickens come home to roost, right. At some mm-hmm. point. And exactly. This was, this, this was that happening. Um, you know, and again, unfortunate, but you know, inevitable, like if you don't address something, you know, that's, that's a problem. Like I look back to, you know, punk, uh, whatever it was a handful of weeks ago coming out and making that challenge to, to Adam page. It's like at the, at the very least, you know, you stop it right there, you know, like somehow, you know, um, whether it's a fine or suspension or whatever, like, but you know, you can't have everybody then trying to continue to one up, one up the other in terms of kind of, digging at, at at your own roster so um and that didn't happen and you know it blew up into this and and now something's gonna happen all right well doc i know we only had you for a little bit of time i have one last question before i let you go two weeks from now is the osaras show do you think that night punk loses the title <laughs> um well i I mean, I, you know, I guess, no, I don't. Because okay. all things that indicate at this point that I think he's going to think that we're going to know something about what he, what his situation is prior, prior. To okay. That. Do you think so, there'll be a new champion that night? <laughs> yes. I kind of think there okay. might be a new champion that I mean, night. Yes. All right. That's yes. a fair question. <laughs> I, I guess all you can do is we'll see what happens. Yeah. So see what happens. And, and like, and, and like I said, what it comes down to me is it's like, all right. You know, and, and here's the other thing that we have to um, just call out in the open. Like, it's pro wrestling. Um, it's, you know, there's precedent for backstage dust-ups like this to happen all the time. I mean, even, you know, I mean, we'll look at WWE, obviously, Brett and Sean. Um, 
Hogan and Warrior and Hogan and Savage and, you know, uh, 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 Edge and Matt Hardy. Like, yep. mm-hmm. you know, you can probably name five more if you really thought about it. And mm-hmm. so it, it does happen. And, you know, if, if those situations are managed correctly, mm-hmm. you know, there's proof of concept in you can do some you can do some 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 business there. And so mm-hmm. that to me is still like the, the end goal here. If I'm Tony Khan and it's yes, suspensions and it's fines and it's a heavy, heavy, heavy punishment on the front end. But then the back end, it's like, OK, now now that we're through all that, this is what's going to happen. And like if he can pull that off. And makes money on it. It's it's it'll be an important kind of step in his leadership and his you know uh, his time as the president of a pro wrestling company. I think this is like a really pivotal pivotal excuse me moment um, for Tony Khan to work his way through this to a successful to a successful point. So I'll uh, I'll leave you guys with that. Perfect, Zach. Why don't you get your plugs in and go for it? Oh, man. Gosh. Well, we, we've been covering this situation top to bottom at PWTorch.com. So head, go there. Um, we've got a handful of different stories up. There's a link to a to a four-hour podcast that Wade did with um, Nick Hausman from Wrestling Inc., the uh, the journalist who kind of lit the, lit the match to start this whole thing at the Media Scrum. So you can check that out. And then um, check us out on YouTube, too. We've got some um, exclusive content up on YouTube. Um, just search PWTorch in uh on youtube and, and find that channel i think you'll enjoy it and then while you're at it would love you guys to give me a follow on twitter at z torch um for let's go one thing just dropped on twitter dave elster just said that this will be addressed on the air tonight oh wow <laughs> that just broke that, for dave elster like literally that just is, now <laughs> that, is so, that is so unlike tony so i'm gonna let zach go so we can go figure out what's going on and i will yeah, um, right, exactly Thank we'll you. talk to you later <laughs> We'll talk to you later, Zach. Okay, thanks, guys. Have a Thank good you one. very much. Take care, Zach. Bye. Bye. All right. So here's the thing we, with you just said. <laughs> that just Tony, broke as we're talking. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> that just broke. Here's the thing. Tony does not, as far as I know, ever come out on the air and basically air dirty laundry as far as what's going on within this company. Like literally, I think he's been on the air twice, twice in the three years they've been on the air, and one of them with the Brody Lee Tribute Show. Yeah, like, that's I mean, it. So, twice. I mean, so, to me, oh sorry, twice. One's with the Brody Lee Tribute Show, and one with the Ring of Honor announcement. That was right, it. Right. Oh no, sorry, three times right. Forbidden Door. That was it. Okay. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at this as a wrestling fan for a owner of a company to come out on stage and publicly discuss oh, this, could be a this type idea. of incident tells me one of two things. One, not only is he upset and frustrated, but two, if there's a cancer in his company, he wants to cut it out and get rid of it early before things progress and get even worse. Wow. So now with that being said, who's the cancer? Is it CM Punk? Or the or box. Is it Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks? Oh, yeah, it's, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. So, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to move on. We have a bunch okay. of stuff that we can we have to get to. Um, okay. For those watching, because I guarantee you, I put this video up to everyone to see it because this is breaking news. So I hope you all enjoyed the video. Come back on Friday and listen to the rest of the show. Um, there you go. As for us, let's continue on. All right, there weekend. There was, in the background of all the chaos, there was 
five wrestling shows this weekend, and I watched four of them. <laughs> so, in the background of all this, we're going to quickly go through things. I don't want to spend a lot of time because it's already we're already an hour into the show. Okay. So, let me go through things. First of all, Game Changer Wrestling. Um, they had the Art of War game. We talked about that last week. Um, I predicted it right. Um, Alex Coughlin and John Wing Murdoch are the tag team champions coming out of War Games. That was a big deal. Um, I haven't seen the match, obviously, but apparently it was a bloody mess because um, um, Ali Catch and Effie were still um, patched up from the match the next day at Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Um, so there you go. Uh, Effie's Big Gay Brunch, I really enjoyed the show. I really enjoyed it. This is the second time I've watched it. I really, really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, match of the night for me was Taya Valkyrie, Dark Sheik, and Ali Catch. But overall, it was just a great show. Mm -hmm. um, highlight for me, though, was not the match. It was you. Walking into the room during the gaylet, the, um, the gauntlet of all the um, gay athletes. That was one of the funniest things ever because your reaction to it, and I'm sitting here like, da 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 da, <laughs> was so funny to Walk, me. Wa walking in and not having seen anything in the past. And no context. No context and whatsoever. No context. <laughs> and I'm watching this, I'm going, holy cow. I mean, and I got to give credit or credit to, to, to these wrestlers, is the way their entrance and how they came in. I mean, it's their own style, it's their own idea, it's their own per, uh, persona, and they did a great job on showing it, because here's the thing, if you can't do it and showcase on this particular event, then pack up your eggs and go home. So, I, I've heard good things from behind the scenes of the show, Brett Lauderdale already said we'll do a sixth one at WrestleMania weekend. Oh, so very cool. awesome. So I'm looking forward to that for WrestleMania weekend. WrestleMania is gonna be it's gonna be weeks gonna be different for me this year because uh, it's two. So it's gonna be another busy wrestling weekend. Okay, WrestleMania weekend. I'm saying right now is gonna be a little different for me. I'm not gonna have the time to watch 15 shows like I did this time because they're C2E2. But we'll okay. figure it out when we get there. All right. All right. WWE. Um, Pasha the Castle happened on Saturday. Remember that show, people? That happened on Saturday. Completely forgot about, it, didn't you? Because that happened so long ago. Ah, see. Um. Real quick, what did you think of the show? Overall thoughts? Overall? Yeah. I would say very entertaining. I thought it was one of the best shows I, of the year. Out of five stars, I would give it like four and a half. Yeah, that was one of the best shows of the year. Like, um, by far, one of the best shows of the it year. Was, it was <laughs> going in with a lot of hype. It was going in with a lot of energy. And it did just that. Mm -hmm. And kudos to Polovic Triple H on pulling this off. And you pulled it off very, very well. Yeah, I, I thought it was one of their best shows they've done all year, by far. The best show they've done all year. Okay. I, if this is the kind of show we're going to get under the Paul Levesque era, I'm looking forward to future shows. I'm looking oh, so forward right. to it. So um, here's the question. What's the match of the night there, buddy? For me? Uh, it has to be Sheamus and fucking Sheamus and Gunther. Like, that match was unreal. That was fucking crazy for me. I, I love that match. Then again, I also love being, being been flapping meat, so that's a whole different thing. But I love that match. I thought it was great. I... The crowd, that fucking crowd, was amazing. I did not expect them to take, take Sheamus and become their hero during that match. Oh my god, that crowd was amazing. How about you? I'm gonna say the Liv Morgan match. Okay, well, only no one said that, so that's interesting. Okay, only because people there's controversy saying there was a botch. It wasn't a botch. It was basically you know a quick break before they went into the next move, and Liv proved herself against. Shayna Baszler, which is not an easy thing to do. So now, if you're Shayna Baszler, do you, like, go back and rethink things, a different strategy? Or you move on to another opponent and say, okay, I'm going to do my best and try to get another round with uh, 
with Liv Morgan. My prediction is by the end of the year, Shayna and Ronda are going to be a tag team. And they're going to go off the belts. And they're going to go off the belts. That's my uh-huh. prediction. I think by the Rumble, they're going to be a tag team. My, That's where my I am right now. What, my thing is, for number one contendership, it would be Sheena against Ronda. I just have and, a feeling, because they're tagging on house shows. They're tagging on house shows. Okay. And from what I'm hearing, Ronda's having a fucking blast. Okay. So, tagging with Shayna. So, so now, I'm going to put this in the merch, and we usually kind of have a little eh about it. Where does Charlotte fit into this whole thing? I don't know. I don't even know where the hell she is. I thought she'd be back by now. I really, I have a feeling she's not coming back to the Rumble at this point. I don't think she's coming back to the Rumble. Okay, here's the thing. Do you leave it on SmackDown or do you put her on Raw? <sighs> Problem is Raw's still packed right now. I always say the SmackDown Women's Division needs her. But the, the Raw Women's Division is still packed I mean, right now. And, 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 and considering that Naomi and Sasha are supposed to be returning. Soon. Eventually. Eventually. You know, I would... I would leave Charlotte on Raw until you know definitely 100% that Naomi and Sasha are coming back. True. By the way, throw something out there. Remember when that was a big story? Remember Naomi and Sasha were the biggest story in the world? Remember that? Not <laughs> anymore! Christ. Um, okay, Drew McIntyre and Roman had a great main event match. I really love this match. Do you think Drew was hurt by losing this way? The Skulls of Koa interfered. He, um, the crowd was in his corner. He brought back his old theme music. Like I thought it was a fantastic presentation. But, but I, Drew hurt by losing. No, because I think he represented himself and uh, Scotland very well. And he he basically did everything he could. So you can't say he didn't didn't go into this match 100%. He went in 110%. That was a great match. It was great. Um, and afterwards, with the, the sing-along... <laughs> okay, that was weird. Okay. okay. So I, says, I, 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 and then he says, are the cameras still rolling? That's the thing. I don't think they realized they were on the air. I don't think they realized they were still on. I, I told it to Sal. I'm like, I thought it was funny. But then again, I also love that goofy stuff. I always have. I have a whole DVD of a Raw after rest of the, hang on. I have a whole DVD upstairs of after Raw stuff. I love that kind of stuff. So, and here's the thing is, they're singing Bye Bye American Pie, and the rest of the audience is chiming in. I mean, when you got I thought it was fun. When you got your crowd that into it, even if you lose, you come out on top by doing this. I agree. Um, another thing everyone was into is that the finally happened. Dominic Serio turned heel. It finally happened. We've been talking about this for six fucking months. It finally happened. Another member added to the Judgment Day. Can I say, I'm loving him and Rhea Ripley together. Like, oh my uh, god, I love it! I love it so much! Maybe the fact that I think it's fun that they're playing into this weird, like, um, dominatrix thing. I love it. But I love it! Here's the thing. If we go way back when, remember uh, mm-hmm. his daughter, Aaliyah, and uh, Buddy Murphy? Oh, yeah, so back to, like, his father, Eddie Guerrero, and China. I was going to go back that far. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, so, Dominic kind of being like a puppy to... I love it. I think it's a great story. I, mean, I love it so much. And, and, and here's the thing. When he came out to Ron Monday night, he basically had no expression on his face. I, I thought that was cool. Like, I didn't think he could pull it off. I didn't think he could pull it off. I really didn't. He, di- he didn't speak, but his actions spoke for him. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. So did I. Um, two of the things were fast WWE wise. Braun Strowman returned on Raw. 
Um, we had a long discussion, you and me, yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't mind him coming back at all. I have zero problem with it. He looked in amazing shape. I thought he looked great. 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 Zero problem with it. But, but, an issue with how he returned. I do not like that he interfered in the tag team match. I don't like the fact that he destroyed the entire ta- half the tag team division. I, I don't like it. I wholeheartedly agree. My thing is, is you should let the match finish first and then come out and then do your thing. But here's the thing. Now that Braun's back, I don't see him being by himself. I see him that he needs someone else to be with. Not for a long period of time, but just to kind of get things going. I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Um, I was going to say also, like, Mandy made a good idea. If he interfered in, say, the Theory KO match, oh, if he go. interfered with that, there then it go. makes Theory, then Theory did the, they get another pin, they get pinned again, and he gets turned a freaking feud with KO. But that's not what they did. Like, that's my problem. Like, that's not what they did. He'll be on SmackDown mm-hmm. on Friday night tonight when people hear this. I don't know. I'm just weird. Next thing, other broke this literally. I was right before we came on the show, I did my workouts. And yeah. while I was doing my workout, it broke on Twitter from Triple H mm-hmm. that Pat McAfee is now doing ESPN College Game Days and will not be doing full time SmackDown announcing through the full for the fall. I, to, to me personally, and I'm just personally, is I don't think Pat should have done it because Pat brought some different type of energy and a little bit of humor and, and things like that to the program that I think needed it. At the at same time, though, times. I don't blame Pat. You got offered a massive bomb by ESPN. Right. I can't blame him. I can't at all. I'm going to miss know, him. I mean, I, I, you, everyone knows my relationship with Pat McAfee. I couldn't stand the guy for the longest time. And now I love the guy. Yeah, so I'm going to miss I, him. I mean, he's not more of an announcer. He's more like a, a, he's a, a fan. fan with a microphone. I agree, 100%. And, and, and I'm sorry that, you know, Cirrus got rid of his show. And well, he's still got a show. He's still got a show. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You know. I understand that you got to go where you're going to get paid and you're going to be getting paid continuously. But here's the thing, Pat, never say never. If Paul calls you on the phone and says, I want to put you in a match, jump on it oh, and I, do it because you know what? I love seeing you in a match. I would not be shocked if he's back after the football season's over. I Because back in January, and time for the Rumble, come for Rumble and Mania season, I will not be shocked if he's back. Because like, be I, I think Paul knows that and everyone talent. loves them. Everyone loves them. Like and, and Pat's a talent, and basically they don't want to let let him go completely, but let him go to do his stuff. Exactly. Um, jump over to NXT. Um, I joked at the top of the show that um next week is the one year anniversary of 2.0. I can't believe it's been a year. I cannot yeah. believe it's been a year. Like I'm not sure how that happened. Hey, yay! But um, I was joking about that. But it really is next month. Next on Tuesday is the one year anniversary of 2.0. I cannot believe it. Correct. But this past weekend was Worlds Collide. Not gonna lie, I had fun. It was like at the end of the day, I felt like it was an exhibition show. It wasn't even a real show. It was kind of just a show. Put we'll uh, their matches on the air and have some fun. That's what it know, felt like to me. Uh, the show, ups and downs, and, and we figured it. And basically, the the people that I thought would walk the way of the belt necessarily didn't. So I mean, that's what type of show it was. It was un. Predictable. I enjoyed it. Um, Braun Breaker obviously beat Tyler Bate to, re- to unify the NXT and UK. Right. No one ever expected that one. Uh, Mandy Rose unified the UK and women's titles. I'm not surprised by this. I 
didn't think that they would later take the belt. I right? did. I had a feeling. Um, and, and that's why I said last week that Blair Danforth was in this match, which would get pinned. I said that. But they're not going to have Miko get pinned. And I said that See, last my, week. My thing is, is I thought that they wouldn't let her have the belts because maybe they've her back on, like, SmackDown or something. No, because they, they probably wanted her to hit a year. I have a feeling yeah. they wanted her to hit a year as champion. That's just my personal opinion okay. at this point. And I think he's at, like, 320. So I think she just wanted to hit a They wanted her to get a two-year. Okay. Um, Miko Sanamore, by the way, was on NXT this week. Had a match against Roxanne Perez. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Roseanne, Roxanne Perez wasn't even alive when Miko started wrestling. Like, this is crazy. And Roxanne looked terrified. Like, I can't believe I'm in the ring with someone like Miko. Like, it was crazy to watch. But the match went well. Oh, that was and, really good. It was really and, good. It was fantastic, and, actually. And Roxanne showed the respect. Yeah, it was and great. respect was brought back. And here's the thing. Cora, karma's a bitch. Oh, yeah, I can't I'm wait so to see Miko versus with. Cora Jade. I'm looking forward to that. Um, pretty deadly. They want to unify the tag belts. Um, this one actually surprised me. This one surprised me. I didn't expect this one. Um, the Damon Ken turned on the Creed. Apparently, turned on Diamond Mine completely. If you watch NXT this week, he turned on yes, Diamond Mine completely. Um, so that happened, and I, I thought that was I, okay, interesting. But it's interesting is um, Last Legend been hanging out with them. I don't know if anyone caught this on Tuesday yes, that they gave yes. the um, UK tag belts to her yes. to hang on to, and then they carried her on the NXT belts. I'm like, oh, that's good. At least they're not hanging out with all the belts. I I have no problem with that. Because at least we're not hanging out with all the belts. <laughs> um, next week, we're getting a rematch with Perry Deadly and the Creeds, and the um, fans get to fit the stipulation. I have no idea what the hell that means, and I guarantee people forgot about it because of all the chaos that was going on this week. I, I guess we'll find out next week. Um, so, so, out of this particular uh, event, what do you think was the best <sighs> match of the show? For me? Oh, God. Um, I think the opening match with um, Ricochet and... Um, and oh, shit. I think it was him right now. Help me. Um, North American champion. Give me a uh, A train. Um, no, no, that's, 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 a- that's, that's Austin Theory. Um, no, no, um, Trick Williams and. Uh, Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, the Carmelo Hayes Ricochet match was great. Like, I thought that was fantastic. It was a great way to open the show. Like, that got everybody. What I liked about the show also it was only five matches. It was I, only I, five matches. I would have I thought that Ricochet would have took the belt, but, you know. I didn't. I didn't actually. What, uh, what that's for the presentation, because I don't know if anyone caught it, the whole intro was they had they had jerseys around the in, on the um, boards of all the people that Carmelo Hayes has beaten. So the whole yeah. gimmick now is when you beat you, he beats you, he'll put a jersey up with your name on it, saying "This is who I beat." Yeah, and I like that gimmick. I actually really they threw I, that gimmick in there on Saturday. Like, okay, I like this. This is a nice twist to how they do things. I, I to me, I think the match of the night was the tag team. Oh, that's fair. That's fair too. Match. That's fair too. I I can't argue because that. I can't argue that. I had no idea that. Uh, uh, Briggs and Jensen would be eliminated first. I thought they'd be that surprised round. me too. That surprised me too. I because I, I thought that basically in the end it was going to be uh, Briggs and Jensen and Gallus because Dallas wanted to get the belts back. Oh, another breaking. Story. No, um, Tony Khan did not go and bust it open today for the first time ever. Wow, that's a big Wait deal. A <laughs> he he did not. He did not do his weekly busted open appearance today. Wow, that's a big deal. Uh, wow. Was there, any, was there any reason given? No, I don't know. I just, I'm just reading what it says here. That someone said he did not do a busted open appearance today. That's a big okay. deal. Wow. Which means come tonight. There's more going on than we realize, I think. That's what that means to me. Come tonight, 
Tony's going to be the powder keg, and let's see what happens. Wow, okay. Speaking of which, we'll jump over to AEW. We already talked about the punk stuff. I do want to quickly go to um, all, all Out. Um, go ahead. The most irrelevant title change right now is Elite winning today the trio titles. Oh, my God. It's just so fucking, like, um, non-existent right now. <laughs> it's irrelevant now. Wow. I mean, here's the thing. Because of the situation, you made this whole tournament look like a big farce. It really was. Like, it's weird. It's so weird now. So, I mean, and, and this is just me personally. I'm speaking myself. That's I'm fine. I'm not speaking for you. That's I'm fine. I'm speaking for sale. What we do here. Here's the thing. Take the trio belts off the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, and we're going to have a match with the two top three contenders. And go from there. Here's the problem. One of the teams had Hangman Page on it. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the well, problem the, here. Well, for me, another trios team. But yeah. here's the thing. You can't reward your talent for bad behavior. No, I agree. I agree with you, you 100%. Know, a suspension. Talk about that earlier. We talked about that a earlier. Yeah. suspension is a slap on the wrist. You really want to make a count? You want to be in charge? Take the belts off. I agree with you, 100. I think if it happens, by the way, because again, we're here, we're going to post on Friday. The full show goes on Friday, so if it happens, we were referred to say we wanted to see them trip the belt. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Um, real fast to see here. Uh, Tony Storm won the interim yep. AW Women's Championship. No one's surprised by this. I just no. mentioned it because we talk about title changes. Um, the one thing I want to make a note in the post show okay. scrum. The one thing I got hidden in the post show scrum of Punk. Um, she called out Thunder Rosa for faking her injury. And she said, Thunder Rosa says she has a back injury. So when she said she's better, we'll have our match. Who's saying this? Tony Storm. Said that about Thunder Rosa during the social so, scrums. So are we talking like <laughs> the friendship is like... I don't know. It's weird. I, I That was hidden in the background of everything that happened or, on Sunday. <laughs> are we just doing this to basically sell the match and bring up, you know... From what I've heard, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes heat on Thunder Rosa right now. There's a lot of heat on her right now. I, I, I heard and from a certain female wrestler, Evelise. Yeah, Evelise oh, hates Thunder Rosa. I'm going to hate her. Basically, that they're saying that if Thunder Rosa is your organization, you better watch out. Yeah, that's that. She hates Thunder Rosa. <laughs> she hates her. Um, the other big thing, obviously, with Punk winning the belt. Boy, that seems irrelevant now. Um, a, uh, a bloody mess that Mr. Punk was. I thought the match was great, too. I thought the match was great. Yes. Beginning yes, of yes. the show, though, we had a Max person win the Casino Ladder match because of um, but, I mean, but, For those who missed it, because people don't pay 50 bucks to watch the whole show, uh, watch the show. Um, for those who missed it, because you, or you forgot because of all the chaos that's gone on this week, the, the show opened with a Casino Ladder match, which was not a good ladder match. I mean, it's not that. It was not a good match. But it was interfered with by um, Tokley Hathaway and his crew. And um, Tokley Hathaway and his crew. And he ended up getting the, um, getting the chip down and handing it to the Joker. The Joker came out to Rolling Stones. Which, boy, did they pay pay, pay for that, by the way. Um, that, could have been, that could not a, have been cheap. That could not have been cheap. And wearing a white devil's mask. Yeah, well, they, it was a um, the Joker's mask, technically, yeah. But yeah. I, I thought it was good. I thought it was interesting. Um, and then later on, oh yeah, so later on, the show, I got a work email. I got a work email. Sorry. Um, later on, the um, we found out the and I like the hey, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Go now, ahead. now looking at the end of the show, okay. this was so well done. It's a, just a, it's so disappointing that this is forgotten about because this was so well done. I love how this show ended because we had the match. Punk won. The crowd's going crazy. Punk beat Moxley. By the way. Quick right. note, and this came from Tony Khan. That was the first time ever in AEW 
that Moxley yeah. got pinned clean. Right? No, no. Think about that sentence. That was the yes. first time John Moxley had yes. ever got pinned clean. Right. That is a big deal. So, <laughs> so he wins. His music's playing. Yeah. And then and the then... lights go out. The lights go out. And I and love then... this. I love this. I love this. Then all of a sudden you hear Tony Khan's voice on a voicemail or an answering machine. By the way, um, how do people watch this? I don't know what the fuck answering machines are anymore. Um, so an answering machine, by the way, was something you put. Oh, no, it was an answering I heard a beep. I heard a beep. Okay. So, like, for, okay, for those ahead. who don't know, an answering machine was something you hooked up to your phones before you had before you had cell phones, and they left messages. Think about it, kids. Oh, no, seriously. There are people that have no idea what we're talking about. Anyway, um, I, I, I had it. I, 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 you know what I did? I, I pulled this trail past. So, in um, Jersey, I, um, I took our fax machine number, fax machine, yeah. because apparently we had a fax machine for some reason, and I hooked it up to – I took the phone line and hooked it up to my room. And gave uh-huh. myself my own private phone number and took uh-huh. an old answering machine from my dad's office and hooked it up and yep. put my own answering machine in my room. <laughs> I did that for a good year or two. Ingenuity. I thought it was pretty number on my part. Anyway, back to what happened here. Uh, MJF. Oh, sorry, MJF. Sorry. The, the video hits and Tony Khan saying, come back. You don't have to sign an extension. We'll put you in the ladder match. We'll have you win the ladder match. We're like, well, that's, that's revealing some shit right there. And then. We'll push you as the Joker. Oh, my God. The Joker comes on the screen and he puts the scarf on. Oh no! Sorry, I missed the part where they played the clip of punk, the clip, the clip of punk, right. saying the the oh what was the line, the one thing the devil, oh. the devil, yeah. Oh, I forgot the line. I can't think of the line right now. It's a quote from the movie. I can't think of the line right now. But he yeah. says that, and then the reveal, reveal comes. They put the scarf on, and the crowd goes crazy. MJF music hits, and this is where now looking back, boy, they're they they are fucked up now because they got out somehow the most hated man in wrestling. MJF is now got a standing ovation and a chant while CM Punk is in the ring in Chicago. I'm like, what just happened? What the hell just happened? I couldn't believe it. Keep in mind, this all happened before the brouhaha backstage. So now, after all this has happened, now is... MGF considered a baby face and CM Punk I don't know. I'll baby. find out tonight, I guess. I mean, we'll find Remember, everything's kind of thrown out now. So we'll find out. Yeah, everything mm-hmm. is like scattered to the wind because the thing is, is down the road, it was supposed to be CM Punk against the Joker, MJF. Oh, yeah. I guarantee, title. as I said to um, Zach before, I almost guarantee this could have been the main event of Arthur Ashe or Full Gear, which, by the way, is in New Jersey and South Flooding and going. So, <laughs> so there's a lot going on. <sighs> all right. So, so let me, well, last thing, to... well, last thing, aftermath. We have some injury updates. First of all, yes. one's actually not on here because one actually I just found out about a minute. Two actually I found out about a minute ago. One, Christian Cage. Apparently, the reason that match with Jack Perry. By the way, that's cool to say. By the way, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. That's really cool to say now. Uh... Um, the reason that match was so short. Apparently, Christian Cage has a torn muscle, and uh... that's why that match was so short. Uh... So I don't know what's going on with that. Um, Ruby Soho broke her nose. Yes, I saw. In the, in the match with Sammy Guevara and, Tay, and Tay, sorry, Tay Mello yeah. on Zero Hour. So she, she was holding her nose pretty well because I don't think she wanted the, the blood to be seen. Yeah. Not only that, but she wanted to keep the swelling down. So that broke. That broke. Um, the other two other injuries that are down here, I found out yesterday Kyle O'Reilly is having neck fusion surgery. So he's going to uh, be out for a year. The heartfelt. Uh, Thoughts and prayers go out to Kyle O'Reilly because that's something that is very uh, 
tricky and it's got to be done the right way and the rehab buddy all the best because you know i've had neck surgery done and you know you, you think you're gonna be able to bounce back 100 percent right away take your time rehab the right way and we'll see you down the road guaranteed um that's number and they also broke a little while ago while we were doing actually while zach was on i was on twitter looking for stuff and it came across that today chris Stantlander just had her second acl surgery Oh my god! Today, so that just broke as we were oh, doing the show. As it was going, as we were doing the show today. I, I wish so, her nothing but the best. Yeah, so that just broke. Also, just broke as we're doing the show. So Malachi oh, no. Black, right before All Out, apparently requested his release, citing um, mental health issues and um and pushing issues. Um, so apparently he said he um off the air between matches. Well, the House uh-huh. of Black was leaving. He actually said goodbye and Lucas to the crowd in Chicago. And then I found out while we were doing the show that what? it sounds like they granted his release. Ooh. Malachi Black is they re- granted. It. They granted his release. So I don't know what's going on. That's that's kind of hidden well, in the background of all the news today. I mean, so if if he says that there's mental health issues, yeah, give him the release so he can get the treatment he needs. And, and here's the thing, when you are portraying a dark character from company to company, and basically you got to make sure that you're in this character, I guarantee that's got to take some toll on your psyche. And if there's other things going in the background that you don't want anyone to know, hey, Malachi, here's the thing. Take the time you need, get the treatment, and come back better with a good head on your shoulders and a clear mind. Yeah, and what's interesting, I know um he did a he did a whole um interview with Renee Burkett, and he talked about how it was he was in a cult with his dad at one time. Like got a whole weird history with Malachi. There's a weird yeah. history with him. So I don't know. Tommy end, I hope he gets better. And yes, I will not is. be shocked if by the rumble, Alistair Black is back in WWE. I will not be shocked I, at all. That like, would I'm t- that would not be too far fetched. So that is where we'll end things. Um we actually are closing in about an hour and a half of a Crazy, crazy show. I asked Zach this question earlier. I'll ask you this question. Go ahead. Do you okay? Arthur Ashe is in two weeks. Full Gear is in November. It's only two months away. It's our next pay per view. What do you think happens with the AEW World Championship between now and Full Gear? Personally, yes. What do you think? I think Tony's got a hard decision, and I think he's going to have to strip Punk of the title. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. That, that's actually that, where I'm leading to, personally. Mm. You know, to me, that would be what's good for his business. Is he going to have some enemies? No doubt. But here's the thing. If you want to be that guy to take charge of your company, then this is what you need to do. It's not an easy thing. It's not a popular thing. But it's something that needs to be done. And if you can't do it personally, then have someone come in with you and do it. And I understand Punk may be upset, but here's the thing. Your actions speak louder than words, and if your actions got a hand, there's consequences for your actions. And this is part of the consequences. So that is where we're going to end things. I'm actually on the same page with you on that. I think that by Alter Ash, we'll have a new AEW champion, and I will not be shocked so, if it's MJF. I will not be shocked. I, I'm a CM Punk fan, but the way you handled things, Philip. For that particular time and period, was very unprofessional. Um, by the way, I will and say, I, and, and, okay. and I know two wrongs don't make a right, and I know there's two sides to the story. So here's the thing. Let's end it now. 
call a truce, coexist, go through your suspensions, go through whatever else is going to happen, be a stand-up man about it, and just, you know, say, okay, um, this is a learning experience, and I know what not to do. Exactly. So that being said, let's hit this, and let's get out of here. What are we closing the show with? Because what are we closing the show with? Hey, we are exiting the show with the outro of Imagine Dragons, current Bones. I am proud of you. I am proud of you for putting a brand new song up. I'm very proud of you. And (laughs) I heard this, and it just hit me, and I figured... I would like to have an outro with this because you know what? It's that type of song. No, I'm with you. I, I am very proud of you for picking a new song. Um, for more information on our show, including where you can hear our show, go to the blackestshow.com, our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages, and comment, leave a rating and review, or read it on the show. By the way, usually on Instagram is where I'll post stuff up. Like I still gotta catch up with some WWE stories that broke today, including the rumble okay. announcement and everything else. So go with Instagram. I usually post there a lot. Okay. That's the other thing. Hey, as always, it's been your pleasure. And if you happen to have a independent local wrestling business or organization where you live at, please go see these people. These are the up-and-coming future pro wrestling sports entertainment stars that are going for that brass ring to get to a bigger company to showcase their talents. And even when they're in the independent companies, I'm telling you, these people work their ass off, and you're going to be amazed on what these young men and women can do. Because you know what? They're fighting hard for that chance and opportunity. And they know if they don't, it's get out or go home. So please do this. But also do this. Go to these events and be a good, basically a good type of person that's not going to throw things at the the, uh, talent, not going to throw things at the referee, not going to throw things into the ring. And basically, okay, you can basically badmouth and do whatever you want to to the talent and, and curse whatever, but be, be respectful for everyone else around that area and, you know, act like a grown-up adult. All right. Next week, hopefully Sal's back. I, I, I don't know what's going on with him lately, but I know what's going on. I'm just not talking about it on the air. Um, and we'll talk about the aftermath of the AEW drama because I wrote that down before we heard about the suspension. But, hey, there's more drama. So, hey. I'm not gonna so, lie. I mean, the, I love there. The big thing is, people tune in tonight for AEW. Well, but the, you're hearing that you're hearing this on Friday. Remember, you're hearing this on Friday. It already you're happened. It already Friday. happened. It already happened. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. It already happened. Anyway, we, we, we finished the outro. Next week, hopefully, Sal will be back with us. And um, the aftermath of the AEW drama, and we'll see what the rest of the business is gonna look like in the fall. What's interesting is there's no pay-per-views or PLEs until the beginning of, the, of October. So like the Arthur Ashe show is like the next big show on our schedule. So that's interesting. So that being said, let's get out of here. On behalf of Zach Haydorn, thank you so much for him to come on. I'm Blake. I'm Mark. And you've been listening to The Blake and Sal Show with Mark. Have a good day, everybody. Be kind to each other. Do random acts of kindness. And, and basically, be an all-around good person. Because it's good not only for you, but for everyone else around you. And go oh, enjoy... And we go enjoy Cobra Kai. Thank you so very much. Goodbye. And good night.